Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, everyone, welcome to episode 62. This was a really jam packed episode with lots of different information. I'm really happy with the way this podcast turned out.、Um, I think I haven't done a podcast of this quality, of this caliber, in a really long time. You know, we covered everything from taxes to YouTube to movies to music, you know,、um, and to books. And I gave a, a lot of different stuff, a lot of different recommendations. You might even want to,、um, if, you, if you have the, t- the chance, Get a pen, get your phone out, get you know, your notepad application out. Because、um, I'm just dropping bombs left and right on y'all. <laughs> I'm dropping information bombs left and right on y'all.、Um, but no, seriously,、uh, again, I, I, tr- I tried to, my best to、um, put as much useful information in this podcast as possible. And、uh, yeah, I'm really happy the way it turned out. So tell me what you think. But before you do that, enjoy. Oh, yeah, I think this is going to be a special one. We are here. Oh, I forgot the episode number. Okay, we're here for episode number 62. 62. I'm, I promised myself I wasn't going to rhyme in every intro, but episode 62, what you going to do? <laughs> we are here for episode 62 of Japan According to Akil. Thanks for coming in for another episode. This, I have a feeling this is going to be a good one.、Um, it's not too late. I got a beer in my hand. I, sorry, I, my apologies. I didn't give you that classic beer opening sound. I cracked it open before I started recording, and I was like, damn it, I forgot to give you that. But、mm. as you know, it's been a while. If you're a long time listener, it's been a while since I've actually been drinking on the podcast. This is not the long promised alcohol episode. This is not going to be it. Again, I'm not in the clear yet,、uh, but I am drinking a Kirin. Ichiban Shibori, one of my favorite beers. I got a tall boy of it. So,、um, yeah, that'll do me right. I finished working today,、uh, working on my taxes because it is tax season in Japan.、Um, I had a bunch of topics to, for the past few days and week that I wanted to go through. So, I did some homework. Can you hear that? It's a list. I got, I got a list of some shit that、uh, I'm going to go through as well. So, I got time to kill. I'm not sleepy as of yet. No promises, but、uh, I'm gonna try and get through this whole list of things. I got a bunch of shit, I really got a bunch of shit to talk about. So, yeah,、um, let's just get into it, right?、Uh, the podcast today is, or this time, whatever, again, is、uh, probably gonna come out after I record this. I'm not probably not, I'm not gonna upload it after I record it, but. We'll see what happens. Just on a personal note for me this week,、um, as I mentioned before, it is tax season in Japan, which,、um, depending on the country you're in, in, in America, when, when does taxes start?、Um, I know what, April 15th, I believe, is the end of the tax deadline in the States. If you live in Japan and work in Japan and you are tax exempt here, there's a few criteria you have to meet. Uh, such as off the top of my head,、um, living in, I think, not being in America less than one month, I believe, or 30 days is one of the requirements. Plus, there's a cap on your income, 
your I believe your taxable income if it's like ninety thousand dollars US or something like that. I think those those are the main two criteria you have to meet to um be tax exempt from the United States. Hmm. Now, um because you're living abroad, you get a two hour a two month extension of the tax deadline. So basically the April, I believe fifteenth tax deadline doesn't mean shit to me. Um but I, it means I do have to file state and local taxes uh federal and state taxes in the United States. Some of my coworkers from other countries don't have to do shit, but America wants to know, you know, what you're doing, so you just gotta fill out some paperwork. But for Japan, on the other hand, the reason why I said mention that is because for Japan, tax season is from, excuse me, tax filing season is from the middle of February to the middle of March. And it's about yeah, one month. Um, my advice, don't wait until the end of the tax season at all. It gets pretty hectic down there, depending on where you live, of course. In Tokyo, it gets really hectic. Knock, thank goodness this time I'm um, not in Tokyo. I'm living in Yokohama for this tax season. So uh, I'll be filing in Yokohama, a much smaller tax office, which which means there's a lot less people, a lot less crazy. I just have to double check mm. where I can file, but I'm planning to go on Wednesday. So I'll just organize and do it on my numbers, getting everything ready. Um Speaking of taxes, if you are um, coming to Japan and you're like, what the fuck? I got some advice for you. Unofficial advice because I'm not a fucking licensed tax dude. This is not, let me rewind that. This is not tax advice. Okay, I'm just sharing some information I found online. That is not official tax advice for anyone. So I'm not liable for shit, okay? (laughs) But... One thing, uh, one piece of information that helped me, and I I give it to a lot of people uh, who want to know because who are fucking clueless about the tax code here. It's an unofficial, again, unofficial uh, guide or walkthrough to Japanese tax code, to Japanese basic tax filing, uh, especially for people who are independent contractors, mainly English teachers, creatives, writers, or things like that. Anyone who's probably not getting their taxes done by their company. If you're not like a regular employee or say uh, shine, if you if you want to research that, then you're going to be filing your taxes on your own, and then you kind of need to know a bit like what the fuck will go on because you will be overwhelmed if you just try and walk up in the tax office with some receipts. It's just not going to happen. Mm. And paying someone to do your taxes. Um, like it gets done in the States a lot, um, isn't really something that people do here. It's probably very much overpriced and unnecessary. So my advice is figure it out on your own, go into the tax office, deal with the fucking complicated nature of that shit and just get over it. It's a process you just learn through experience. It's one of those things living in Japan, you just learn through experience. It's It's a trial by fire type thing, but something that can really, really help you. And before I give this information, please don't go in there being like, well, Akil told me about this. And don't you know about this shit? Please don't do that. Okay, don't be that guy or don't be that girl. Okay, like this is unofficial shit. Okay, like just don't just it's between me and you. Okay, it's just our little secret. Some shit just to give you an idea about what the fuck goes on here. And don't go blowing up the spot. Basically, please just don't be that person blowing up the spot. All right. 
So, with that said, um, a website which is offline. Here's the thing: this website is offline. This website called Gaijin Tax, G A I J I N Tax dot com, which is offline, right? But here's the thing: let me hook you up, right? You like I used to use it, uh, you know, as, as a quick reference guide several years ago, but I. Based on my my previous experiences, matched with that website gave me a clear idea of like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. So now I pretty much have a handle on everything. But from time to time, I still use it just for some some quick, unofficial like, okay, this is that, this is that. Especially forms and things like that. It's a step by step guide plus translations of the tax forms and, and that you need and stuff like that. So. Just to tell you what I do, I might have mentioned this a year ago on the podcast. They have this thing called e-tax in Japan, which means you can file online and just mail your stuff in. But I don't real, really feel so comfortable doing that, especially because it's in Japanese. And it is tax stuff. So what I do is I prepare all my numbers before. I grab a tax form, fill that out. Then I take it to the tax office that, where they have like a consultant. But they're just all... Hired by the government, like accountants, basically there to tell you, oh, you can't deduct this, you can't deduct that, when you really can, you know, and um, and you know they have a booth where they help you go through everything in the computer or you know hard if you're submitting hard copies. So what I'll, basically what all I do is um, I grab my form, I fill everything out myself. Go into the thing, be like, look, I don't need any consultation. See, look, I got the form. I got, you know, e-tax. I can do everything. I just need someone to help me input into the computer. So they help me skip over that part, and I can just go into another area, you know, save myself like a fucking half an hour of headache, and, you know, just put everything, get the people to put everything into the computer for me. They show me exactly how much my um, refund will be. I mean, I know it's in the computer correctly, and I submit everything and just get the fuck out of there. Probably about an hour, hour and a half tops. Excuse me, depending on the, the, how busy the place is. That's in Tokyo. In Yokohama, where I'm living now, it'll probably be a lot faster just because of the size of the facility is a lot smaller. I go, me personally, um, another tip about life in Japan. Um, if there's any, pe- people are going to be... Like in the States, for example, when something first opens like tax stuff, there's not really going to be a rush the first day from my perception. Right. But in Japan, there's going to be a rush in the beginning and there's a rush in the end. So if you go just a little bit after the beginning, that's going to be your sweet spot because that's when people kind of soften up. Right. So um, I believe last a week ago, Monday. Yeah, so exactly almost about a week ago was the was the official open of tax filing season. So I let that first week go by. You just get my shit together at my own pace. Let all the early birds knock it out, you know, wait in line for hours and shit like that. This week coming up is probably going to be the soft spot of it, you know, because from, ne- from next week in March, people are going to be like, oh, shit, it's March, we got file. But this is still February, so it'll probably be not as crowded. So I'm going to get it done this week as, if if possible. So, back to Gaijin Tax. So, Gaijin Tax, like I said, which is an unofficial guide, is offline. But what you can do is, I forgot how I found this shit out because, you know, I'm just like Sherlock Holmes. Um, your guide, you know, so to find unofficial guides. So, what you do to actually get access to the website, because it's offline, the archive is still there. So, if you Google Gaijin Tax archives, 
right, on Google, you'll find a post. The first, I think it's the top post. Will it, If you click on that top post, it'll take you to a message board where someone provides the link to the archive of the website. Ta-da! Where you can still get all the information, all the I believe everything. I believe everything is still there. The main stuff you need, the step-by-step guide, the trans uh, PDF showing the translated copies of all the forms that you need. Pretty much everything I use to kind of reference and um, is a big help. So personally, I, I'm giving advice that I haven't taken my damn self, which I really want to do this year because I don't know how long this fucking archive is going to be online. I believe the website went down like about a year ago, year and a half ago, because I used to just give people, I think at my job, I was like just advising people just check that out and then everyone would just start checking it and then the website went down and people freaked out. We're like, okay, what are we going to do? And I think I just found found a link or something like that. So, um, yeah. So just um, fucking check that out. And what I would do if I were you is save that information. Again, I need to follow my own advice. I haven't done it. Again, it's not such an urgent thing, but I just want to have it on tap, on hand, just, you know, because. Mm. Save that website, save that information somewhere on your own because you don't know how long that archive is going to be there. You don't know if something might happen. And if it's gone, because the website's gone, you're going to be SOL. So my advice to you would be take that information offline and put it in your own personal records because it is a very big help, a very big help. Just giving you an idea about the process of, of calculating your stuff. So that's that, okay? That's taxes in Japan. So what else do I have on my list? I need a fucking pencil but i'm not getting up okay <laughs> all right so um the weather yeah is another thing that's going on here in 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 japan so if you haven't heard me talk about it before the weather in japan really changes on a fucking dime like it's ridiculous how like in one day it's like boop winter's over and that's what kind of what's happened uh i think since like last week it was when i came back from america it was cold as shit here and then we had one day that was like really, really warm and then the weather changed and that was it. So now like the average temperature just bumped up five or six degrees Celsius, which is like, you know, 10, 12 degrees Fahrenheit for you people in the States. And it's just going to stay that way. Like we might get one day where it goes down um, or a couple of days where it go, it dips down. But the average like we don't have the heater on anymore, like, you know, in, in uh, the bedroom. I had it on for a little bit just to warm up the room, but, you know, my son went to bed. I just turned it off because we just don't need it. You know, whereas a week and a half ago, it was like I was, you know, getting like hot water bottles to uh, Japanese hot water bottles to warm up my, my cold ass feet. You know, now, even now, like I don't have like the air conditioners or anything on. I just have like the heated carpet on and a blanket over my body and I'm totally fine with that. So, hmm. So definitely when you come to Japan, be prepared for all the seasons. They're going to change on a dime, right? Like, I literally just bought, like, a fucking hot water bottle for these cold-ass nights, like, a couple of, like, a week and a half ago. And now it's probably, I won't even need it for, like, six more months, basically. So, oh, sorry. Sorry, hit the mic. Um, Just be prepared for that. Um, Hit the mic, hit my fucking phone. What am I talking about? <laughs> but... But yeah, so definitely just understand that about weather in Japan. Same thing goes for spring. Again, spring's coming. 
plum blossoms are out, same thing's going to happen with rainy season, same thing's going to happen with summer, and, and it's, it's just an endless cycle. You might get a, a small break in between that where, you know, it breaks a cycle, but generally speaking, there's going to be that fucking tipping point moment where you know, okay, winter is officially coming to an end, and uh, we've already kind of passed that threshold of about a week ago. So spring's coming in Japan, which means cherry blossom is coming, cherry blossom season's coming, you heard me talk about it before. I think uh, from what I remember seeing on the news, I really wasn't paying attention to it too much. A couple of nights ago, I believe this year, cherry blossom season is going to be early, earlier than expected. I might have mentioned that before, but officially they're saying it is. is I'm already seeing the commercials for cherry blossom season, already seeing fucking the first cherry blossom season starting somewhere in Western Japan. I'm just waiting for, if you don't know, every year, basically, um, there's... Uh, gonna be a song called Sakura. There's gonna be like 20 of them called Sakura, basically. And if you don't know, Sakura is, hold on, I'm adjusting some pillows. Sakura is, uh, the Japanese word for cherry blossom. So, um, every year around March and April, there's like three or four songs in the top 10 that have the word Sakura or music videos featuring cherry blossoms and or both, <laughs> you know. Um, somewhere in the title, so um, just I haven't seen any cherry blossom theme songs yet. I don't, you know, I'm I'm kind of on my Amazon Prime shit recently, so I don't really watch that much Japanese TV. But hmm, mm. we'll see. But that's that for that. Speaking of that, I think it's a good segue. How much time are we? Only oh, 15 minutes. I'm, I'm kind of speeding through these topics quite a bit. But these are the lighter topics. Um, I'm not really getting to the meatier ones. I got one or two meatier ones that um, that I want to uh, take a bit of time with. Um, again, this is going to be an in- information-heavy podcast, which I think is always a good thing. Hopefully, you know, you can go. Hopefully, it's helped someone out there. Um, hopefully. <laughs> okay uh what the fuck was i talking about yeah i lost my train oh yeah i remember amazon prime right which let me segue into a movie recommendation so um this is a movie that i i might spend a bit of time on this one so um yeah a movie that came out here in japan maybe like three four years ago i would say it looked intriguing to me at the time it was right around the time of the big uh zombie movie boom and it is a zombie movie which you might be tired of especially since the walking dead is some bullshit now like i I stopped watching it after like season four but season three like or whatever the fuck i stopped watching it because i just stopped watching tv for about a year and that was like around the time so because i stopped watching tv for a year you know changed my life you know reading books and fucking listening to napoleon hill audios and shit like that and, you know just really focusing on what i wanted to do in life but um anyway uh yeah around that time this movie came out and it looked kind of intriguing, but I didn't. The previous really didn't show much about it, but you know, I always kind of wondered what it was about and shit like that. And I knew it was based on the manga, so um, it came on Amazon Prime a few days ago. And I think uh, a few days ago, I had I just put it on my phone and watched it on the train, and it was fucking. I was like fuck <laughs> watching shit on the train kind of was like oh shit you know cause it, well the name of the movie is I Am Hero H-E-R-O right spelled the way it sounds 
and I'm not sure if you've heard of this movie. I've never heard anything about it mentioned outside of Japan, so it might have gotten passed over. If you like kind of horror movies, um, not like horror, horror, horror. It's not like super heavy horror. It's kind of like dark comedy horror, but still, it was still kind of like some moments where I'm like, oh, shit. Um, it's the first horror movie I've watched in a while. Thriller, let's call it a thriller. Not really a really horror movie. Like, it's not like it, you know, um... But uh, I'd call it a thriller. But I haven't seen like a horror movie slash thriller in a while, just because you know I kind of keep shit light in my life. So uh, you know, um, action movies, comedies is probably about mainly where I stick to recently. But I was like, fuck it, let me get a change of pace. Let me you know see what it is all about. And yeah, it was it was pretty enjoyable. But the thing, the reason why I'm bringing it up here is because it's a very Japanese zombie movie, right? And uh, first off, it's fast zombies. If if you know if you're a zombie aficionado, you know, uh, and you know the difference between fast zombies and slow zombies, it is fast zombies, which might be off-putting to some people who are pretentious about that type of shit. But um, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I would say like the rules, the zombie rules, or the the virus rules were a bit bent a bit in the movie you know i was like trying to figure out wait so what's the rules with this infection but you know whatever um it's based on the manga so whatever you know um i will if you do choose to watch it you know download it find it whatever um if you're into those type of movies i would say go for it uh a few things before i give you a few insights into the movies things to look for as it applies to japanese people the first 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes of the movie, like the first, well, let me see, the first 10 minutes are very normal. Then, you know, in typical zombie movie fashion, all hell breaks loose, you know, and that amount of time, the movie kind of blows its wide, if you will. Like, it, there's a lot of fucking action. It gets really intense. I was like, whoa, this shit's crazy. And I was like, how long can they keep this up? And then there's a moment when it stops. After it stops, like, there's a quite a bit of a lull in the movie until it kind of picks back up and it goes into like a day of the dead type. If if you're again, if you're into zombies, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, a day of the dead type thing, um, which for me wasn't as strong as the first part of the movie, but you know I found it all quite enjoyable. Uh, and I think you would too, especially like if you're into zombie movies, seeing how the Japanese take on it is, it, you know, it does have a quite a good budget. So you're not getting like cheap ass special effects. You're getting like these pretty decent special effects and everything too. Some CG thrown in there as well. Mm. Now, the very interesting thing about it, I see, I'm looking at my notes. For me, like, I, as I was watching it, I was kind of th analyzing it, thinking, like, you know, okay, this might... This, I knew I was going to recommend the movie about, like, 15 minutes into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to recommend this to people if it, if it didn't totally suck, which it didn't. You know, I mean, some parts of it were a bit like, eh, you know, I wasn't a big fan. Okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. But, um, a few things to look out for if you do, if you are so inclined to watch this are i think you can get uh, quite a bit of insight into the types of people in the movie because they do a very good job of um you know highlighting some of the different personalities of japanese people and they explain as well in the movie 
um, but of course it's it's it's, a, it's entertainment so it's a a bit exaggerated but i think in a good way because you know because it's a japanese movie made for japanese audiences it's exaggerated in a very realistic way where you can clearly distinguish between the types of people and i took excuse me sorry i took a few notes uh which are some types of people that i'd like for you to look out for if you do choose to watch this movie so the first one is definitely uh the main character of the movie who is basically a weakling he's uh a person who's not going to stand up for himself he's kind of a loser basically um you know he's in his 30s maybe 30s 40s i don't know how old he is i don't think i caught it because i watched the whole thing all in japanese so there were you know of course some details that i might have uh missed over and I was on the train in public, like, watching it, too. But um, I, I got, like, about 70% of the movie, I would say. Mm. But there might have been some things that um, I missed out on. But anyway. Um, uh, yeah, he's just, like, a kind of... He's not... He's Okay, he is a loser. Okay? <laughs> but he's a loser in and of, like, he's not willing to stand up for himself. He's not willing to take control of his life. Um, he's kind of just at effect in the world quite a bit and of course there are lots of people like that in western society as well but in the movie you can kind of see how that type of person deals with life and deals with society and as well deals with adversity um and those type of people are very much prominent in japan and oh, okay i heard someone say something okay but anyway um so if you do watch it be on the lookout for that um the next one is a loser employee um so that guy's senpai in in the beginning of the movie as well is another interesting character that that stood out for me so he's not the like the guy the main character he's a um cartoonist he's drawing manga so uh in their like business or company or whatever his boss who's not the running the show but you can kind of see how the power dynamic of the office and, you know, how he kind of picks on the main character a bit. But he's still um, that guy is still um, an, an, a higher ranking weakling, if you will, uh, where, you know, you can see the power dynamic between the boss who runs the whole show and that guy. You know, so the boss leans on that guy and that guy leans on the main character. And you can kind of get a feeling of how Japanese companies and it's a small, you know, it's not like a big company. It's like a, it looks like they're working out of like a house or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's just I think uh, like maybe like five or six people in, in that company or business or whatever manga studio, whatever. But watching the power dynamic in that situation is something that you can really gain some insight on how Japanese people deal with each other, especially when power is involved or status is involved. Like that's a very real, a little bit exaggerated, but I think a very real uh, concept that is very different from Western culture that you can pick up on and gain some insights into the Japanese way of thinking from. Hmm. Next, we got... Uh, the domineering boss in that situation. Uh, I touched on him a bit. The way he carries himself. He doesn't. It's not really a main character in the story, um, but 
that might be a character you might get insights on after living in Japan because he doesn't really give too much information about himself. You don't really get too much insight into the character. He's more just someone in the background. But that's, again, uh, uh, something that's true in society. Um, a few a, a, a bit later on the the movie, you meet uh, a random. You'll know who the character is when you see it. I'm not again. If you watch the movie, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But the salary man, business obsessed type person, um, and seeing how again some business people, their company is their life. Their life is their company. You've heard me say it before. You've got one job, you know, and that's really what they focus on. They're all of their energy in their life. I've met several hundred, dozens, maybe even hundreds of people like this in my time in Japan. And you can, you'll kind of see, a, get a glimpse into how that person operates, that type of person operates. Um, Yankee. Ah, yeah. Uh, later on in the movie, uh, you meet a character who's kind of like, uh, kind of a bad boy asshole, if you will. Um, you know, maybe former Jew. My take on it would be a former juvenile delinquent who really doesn't do anything with their life. Another form of a loser. But you know, definitely seems like a former tough guy. And again, that character is very easily identifiable. Uh. Super serious Japanese dude. Yeah, I've never, I haven't really met too. I've met a few people like that who are kind of like really bland Japanese people, but they're so fucking bland and serious. You think like you're gonna fucking kill someone, like if if you snap or something like that. Um, they're yeah, kind of intimidating in a very serial killer kind of way <laughs> and I, I mean again the movie gives an exaggerated exaggerated version of that character but you can kind of see you know how that person's personality plays out and you can get a glimpse if you if you listen and watch carefully a glimpse as to some of the things that go on under the surface behind the scenes in that person's mind as well which i would say are real things um Ah, another character later on in the movie is a pushover, middle-aged salaryman type guy who's, you know, might personify a character who's been a type of person who's worked their way up to like a middle management or some type of secure, maybe even never, never got a position of power. Let me take it back. A person who's been in the company for a long time, never got a position of authority or power, um, but they just... Are happy to have a job and they just go along with whatever the higher ups say you know even though if they disagree or scared or nervous whatever basically this is spineless uh spineless older you know middle-aged dudes um you'll meet that type of character one inch or two the final two are women you may have noticed i've given pretty much all male characters so far um there's a pretty much male dominated movie except for two female characters Mm. the first one is i call her like the kind of tough girl by default character that's how i would kind of describe her and i which i'm sorry women i'm just giving my take on it um if i'm not the most saying it in the most sensitive way i'm sorry but um 
I would say this the character in the movie again pops up later on in the movie and um whatchamacallit yeah tough girl by default why by that I mean like she's not a real I mean she's a tough cookie in the movie but because she has to be and I get the sense in the movie and in real life when I meet women like this in Japan that they kind of are more I gotta choose my words carefully so I don't sound sexist <laughs> but but like um for lack of a strong male you know a strong suitable male they have to become independent and you see actually now that I think about it, you see it play out in the movie that way as well like for because of lack of a strong suitable male they have to become you know like fine I'll just do everything myself and take on that persona you know but deep down inside they kind of just like someone to you know not whisk them off their feet and not just be like some fairy princess but you know to like help and to be a man you know step up and be the man so um watching that character uh when she comes up and, and how she talks and thinks and interacts with other people i think is very insightful and the last one is more of a unicorn type of character that just gets plugged into these type of movies sometimes um which is a mysterious thing for me too which is i'd say the most unnatural character if you will is the high school girl of course there's a high school girl um i can't really say much about this character because it's a very important but also irrelevant character in the movie in my opinion um yeah i can't say anything about again over here without getting to spoilers and everything i can't really say anything about the character but for me like I'm always confused as to why um, I think like this type of character in this type of movie gives, from my opinion, the an unrealistic image of the importance of high school girls in Japanese society. Like I, you know, if you're watching like TV and movies and shit, you think like Japanese high school girls are put on a pedestal and they can do all this crazy a fucking high school girl like i don't give a fuck about a high school girl i mean no sorry no offense i've been drinking not like sam fuck high school girls like not like that whoa but um like not like forget high school girls or whatever but just if you watch like movies and tvs you'll think like japanese high school girls are so empowered and important and put you know people like you know bow down to them or you know treat them like queens and it's not really like that at all i think there is like some type of fetish Fetish. What's that? how do I pronounce it? Fetishistic? No. Fetish. Fuck! I, I can't pronounce it. Fetish. Fetish. Fetishistic. Thank you. That's the word. Fetishistic. There's a fetishistic nature to it um, that kind of gets played out in the movie, but um, that's the most unrealistic character for me. Uh, just watching it because that type of dynamic and you know her her role in the movie doesn't i've never really seen played out in any form um as it relates to adults and things like that like i just don't see shit like that play out like that 
Um, so um, that's it. But again, it was a real. I was entertained, and um, I think if you haven't seen the movie or haven't heard of it. Um, and you're into kind of zombie thrillers. Again, there are fast zombies. A few. There is a bit of. It's a Japanese movie, so uh, one thing. If you don't know, if you haven't seen Japanese movies, there's um, of this type of nature. Japanese movies aren't scared to go there. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you'll be like, there's kind of like an invisible. I mean, I guess it's disappearing now uh, in Western media. Like people are trying to break barriers and, and push the limit. But there's always kind of like I feel like there's this line. But Japanese movies will just be like, boom. We just without hesitation. It's not going to be any big thing we're just going to take it there like out of nowhere and you're just like whoa like that shit escalated really fast and whoa they're just gonna throw that in there okay fine but um you know you can western movies you can kind of see it coming a bit more it's, and you know even japanese people say it to me too like yeah we can it's more predictable we can kind of n- expect what's coming next but in japanese in this type of movie i mean you can kind of see where the story is gonna go but um some of the things that happened in the movie did kind of take me off guard a bit. And I was like, oh, really? You're just going to do that? Okay, fine. Damn. All right, cool. Shit. You know. Not in like a groundbreaking kind of way, but it was just like, oh. Like like kind of like a roller coaster where like, you know, you start riding it and then it's just like, and it's like, whoa, okay. Like that, so... But again, the movie is called I Am Hero. Uh, again, H-E-R-O. Just check it out if you are so inclined. All right. Uh, so that's that. Uh, since I'm still giving recommendations, let's go on to music very quickly. So because I'm in, um, I got down with um, fucking YouTube premium and shit and a few mu- music things popped up. One thing... Um, uh, I was listening to the other night, which I still listen to. Uh, one Japanese or two, I got two Japanese rock band recommendations for you guys. Uh, one, I'll just give them to you quick. The first one is Asian Kung Fu Generation. If you haven't heard it, if you're into uh, anime and shit like that, um, they did the, um, they were featured on the Japanese intro for Naruto. I want to say Naruto or Naruto Shippuden. I forgot. Maybe Naruto, maybe Naruto and Bleach. Um, I like them when I before all that shit. Uh, uh, one of my former like managers recommended it to me. I took a listen. I really liked it. They did like a really crappy uh, English album. They did an album in English, and their pronunciation was totally not good for that. So just stick to their only all Japanese stuff. Like for me, you know, early to anything in their two in the two thousands was was really their sweet spot. Uh, they came out with some new shit. I haven't really had a chance to listen to it all like that, but um, I'm just I still listen to like their stuff from the 2000s and it's still really good. Another band is One OK Rock or One Oak Rock, if you will. Um, if you're a rock and roll fan, like you'll probably know about these motherfuckers, but they're a really up and coming band. Um, actually, one of the members of the group is a former student of mine. Uh, I won't say which one just because like I'm not going you know all that person's business out there but um yeah that really cool dude by the way um 
you know, I really enjoyed teaching him. I taught him for about, you know, of course, whenever he came, uh, whenever he was in town and came in, like, he was a really cool dude, a really positive attitude. I learned, inspired me. I learned a lot from him, actually, um, just as far as, like, creative process. Um, he uh, just asked him questions about how uh, he, like, writes and creates and stuff like that. I learned some tips that I use today to create content actually uh, not this content but for my projects and things like that so I'll, I'll always be indebted to him and thankful for him for that um so i guess one of my small ways i can do that is to encourage you all to go out listen to one again okay like just okay uh rock or uh, one oak rock as japanese people say but i say they're the biggest rock band or one of the biggest rock bands of this genre they're probably the biggest the hottest rock band in japan and they're really making an international push they do songs, excuse me, they do songs in English as well. Um, personally, I really like their music. Um, the vocals aren't really for me so much just because, I mean, they're good, but the, the, the lead singer for me, I always, I was listening to it the other night. He really pronounce, pronounces everything very clearly and he seems like a really nice guy. And for me, I need my rock band to feel dangerous you know what i'm saying if i listen to some rock i want to imagine you like getting drunk or getting into a fight or using drugs or something like that you know what i'm saying i want you something but he he seems really nice so and he pronounces things really 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 well um i i so it's not off-putting for me but it's a little bit distracting for me from um so i just prefer to listen to the music without vocals if possible and that's where i put my my attention on which i really really like uh so uh, but you know that's just my take on it just being completely honest but you know you definitely give them a listen watch some of their videos um really good stuff them and kung fu generation asian kung fu generation okay oh see i told you this is a good one look we 40 minutes deep we're not done we're not done i got more beer Hmm. <laughs> okay all right, so let me see what we got next. So next, we did that. We did that. Uh, okay, last part, uh, which we're gonna, which I'm gonna give to you before I get up out of here. Um, I need to make a few cor quick corrections and give you some more recommendations, right? So the number one thing, uh, first off, the break. I realized in the last episode I did something completely unprofessional. Uh, well, I'm not professional anyway, so hey, sorry. <laughs> but but was to um, I think I gave you the a YouTube a couple of YouTube recommendations, and one I gave you was a Black in Japan vlog blog, I believe it was. But you know, I really didn't research carefully enough, so I went back and did a double another check. And again, I'll recommend it again. Um, it is a really good uh, YouTube channel, but that's not the name of the channel, right? The name of the channel is, uh, where is it? Sorry. Oh, yeah, I got some more shit for you. Uh, the Black Experience Japan. That's what it is. The Black Experience Japan. And that's the, that's the one where, you know, the person interviews several pe uh, black people uh, who are living in Japan really good again for me really good and probably possibly really insightful especially for people of color 
uh, black people, but also even if you're not black, I think it's also really insightful. Um, but again, it's mainly fo- targeted towards uh, black people, but I think anyone can really get some insight from it. The main guy who does it, his name is Ranzo, R-A-N-Z-O. Again, he's from the Caribbean, I believe, or ca- from Caribbean descent. Um, he also, I know about this dude because he has another channel, which is called Ranzo in Japan. So I guess he spun off and went and started another channel where he does interviews. The interview one seems to be doing like, you know, quite doing numbers for him. So definitely go check some of them out. It's popping up all over my timeline now. So I watch some of them shits every now and then. Um, but again, um, it, it really shows if you watch several of them. You know, it shows um, how diverse, like, people who come into Japan are because I've said it before, like, um, several of the people I've seen interviewed have very different views of Japan than me. Um, And again, on various different issues, it really ranges. Some some stuff I can kind of agree with. Some stuff I'm like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Some stuff, you know, just slightly disagree with. So you can kind of see, like, you know, um, even amongst black people there's a wide range of people you're gonna meet here and uh, several people even speak about that so um definitely check that out even um i was scant- scrolling through uh ronzo in japan just to get get give you guys some more info as much info as possible if um if you remember you know well fuck us almost six months ago jesus um i was talking about uh whatchamacallit halloween halloween which is the annual thing this dude, he's a fucking trooper, man. He did like a 10-hour live stream on YouTube walking through Shibuya all night. So if you want to go to Ronzo in Japan and you can actually see what the fuck it's like to be around there for 10 hours all night. I don't know what the fuck you do. I just watched a few minutes of that shit and I got tired. I was like, Jesus, I don't you better than me, man, because I ain't doing that shit for people. <laughs> I ain't doing that for y'all, motherfuckers. Sorry. <laughs> 10 hours all night in Shibuya. Nah, I'm too grown for that shit. Um, but, you know, you can live vicariously to homebo- through Homeboy. So uh, check that out if, if you'd like to kill some time and just see. Again, and you'll notice it's, it's very tame, right? It's, it's, it's you. If you go, back, I would suggest you go back and listen to um, the two Halloween uh, episodes I did, 2018 and 2017, and then you can go through um, that live stream if you want to watch the whole ten hours. Be my guest, but you know, I think you know. 20 30 minutes poking around in different parts in it you, you'll kind of get an idea about what's going on mm. mm-hmm. if you're not even if you're not african-american um life where i'm from is another youtube channel which i scrolled through i watched a couple of videos of that or before recording and mm. that that had some really good stuff one of the interesting ones I watched when I was finishing up my um, my taxes is is it po- a video called "Is it possible to become Japanese?" And this was um, a video by a dude who actually gave up his American citizenship. He's from Washington D.C. actually, um, but he's in his forties. He came just similar to me. Came to Japan uh, after right after college. Stayed here. Got married to a Japanese woman. Blah blah blah. And he he revoked his American citizenship, and he did some question and answer about like the whole process of it. I know one other dude, another black dude, who who did the same thing recently. Um, me personally, 
I have no plans on doing that. Uh, it seems to be around 40 when people start thinking about that shit. But again, I just want to have the option of going, of taking my family back to America if if if, uh, if I need to be, if I need to, if I gotta file taxes like twice, you know, to do it every year. So fine, that's totally cool with me. But um, yeah, again, that's just something to think about. But. Mm. Sorry, but um, but yeah, again, the 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 video I watched was: Is it possible to become Japanese? And the YouTube channel is Life Where I'm From. There's a lot of different content there. Um, def- I would just say, at the least, peruse you know whatever race, wherever you're from, because when you come to Japan, you're you're a foreigner, right? But um, the person I like the way he does his content. I think he gives well-rounded information. Again, it's not on some rah-rah touristy stuff. Uh, I think he has some touristy stuff, just looking at some of the titles. But there's also a lot of like uh, down-to-earth information, interviews, stuff like that. This seems very well-balanced. And that's the type of shit I look for from people uh, giving information about Japan. Stuff that you can actually use. Not just some anecdotal shit that you can, you know read if you're coming here for a weekend like actually stuff that will help you survive in this country and i think there's uh a plethora look at me i'm just dropping vocabulary of this episode see what you get you're getting all this stuff <laughs> it's a plethora of information um on there so check that out definitely last few things are personal recommendations that um from people full disclosure people that i know uh friends uh and associates that I know um, that have some things going off, popping off domestically here in Japan that I'd just like to spread the word about to the 5.6 of you guys listening. Mm. So first one, since it, it falls along the lines of you know YouTube channel podcast, I forgot to mention it before. Uh, my man Mel uh, has a podcast called Made in Japan. It's called Made in Japan Podcast. Uh, I believe it's, it's on Anchor. Um, it, on, I remember his Instagram is at Made in Japan Podcast, uh, all one word, and you can also check him out there. He, he the tone of his podcast is quite different from um, what I do. Uh, he does, I believe he does. He's just interviewing people in Japan. I think he did a few Japanese people. He, I know he did a, uh, a foreign person. I know uh, a kung fu teacher, a really cool dude. I know uh, as well. So, excuse me. Um, I don't think the frequency of the the episodes is. As often as I do these, or I have been doing these recently, because last year, y'all know I was fucking slacking on this shit. But, <laughs> but, um, but again, just check it out and, 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 uh, give it a listen. And, and you know, uh, I'm not pushing it, but, you know, just exposing you guys to information. Uh, you make your own opinion, you decide for yourself. I personally, just full disclosure, I've listened to, I think, two episodes of it. Um, and yeah, it's it's a more laid back podcast. I think you know, really interviewing people and things like that. So again, I'm, I got my hands full with all the other shit I'm doing. Plus, Amazon Prime is you know seeping into my life too. So, um, but 
if you're so inclined, check it out. And finally, uh, another a book uh, on Amazon. Amazon's just taking over. It's a book called Punchline by a dude I know called Bradley. His name is Bradley Freeman. And that his, if you spell it B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-F-R-E-E-M-A-N. Yo, Brad. Uh, and, yeah, the book is called Punchline. And the excerpt from it is an action comedy featuring Japan's uh, worst con men. So, uh, I haven't read the book. Just full disclosure, I haven't read it. But... Um, you know, just supporting people doing creative things here in Japan that you might not know about. Uh, if you don't didn't listen to this podcast, because I'm giving you again all the inside information, you know, from in and around Tokyo, like <laughs> that's my spiel, right? So, um, again, the, the title of the book is Punchline. The author is Bradley Freeman. Uh, it's on it's on Amazon. Check it out if you. I believe it's ebook you might be able to get it on hard copy as well i'm not quite sure i just saw he posted it um the title seemed kind of interesting it seemed like something you know you guys might be interested in as well um i know he worked really hard on it and yeah um let me know what you think about it you know send me questions for akil at gmail.com um instagram i'm oh yeah before i get out of here because we're about almost into an hour before i get out of here I will be changing my Instagram handle um, definitely in the next few weeks. Uh, so um, just because, again, like I said, to separate my content as well. Now that my project is finished, after I finish all my content, before I make a push, I'm going to need to, you know, just organize and sort and separate my social media so that, like, you know, this type of content doesn't get mixed in with the other type of content that i do it's not like i'm ashamed of or anything i just japanese people get confused by this type of shit so i just want to really keep it totally separate you know dropping my name from my instagram handle making anything searchable for the name akil going straight to my english study material just for the long term the shit like that makes sense you know so um i just gotta sit down and do it uh, after I fi- after I finish all this shit and then just you know I, uh, you know whatever that's my life <laughs> but, but but yeah that, that's my issue to deal with but just letting you guys know if in the next few weeks uh, you see my Instagram uh, handle change that's the reason that's the reason why uh, just not like hiding the information but I just want to definitely the podcast is the podcast you know. English teacher Akil is English teacher Akil, and one lesson I've learned uh, from the past few years is don't mix shit. You know, don't mix your businesses. Don't mix you know you, all this. Just keep shit separate. Keep it segregated. It makes in the long term it makes shit a lot easier, especially in Japan. So I'm just doing it that way. That's all. But um, that's it. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, I think it's hopefully, you know, I gave you a bunch of different information. It's the first time we haven't we didn't crack the hour mark. We got close. Um, But I think it was a lot of stuff that to keep you, you know, your bellies full for the next week or so. We got books. We got podcasts. We got YouTube channels. You know, we got tax information. We went all across the board. So. Hopefully that's helpful. Definitely shoot if 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 you're you again if you're so inclined, drop me a line on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm quiet on that as well. Um, but questions for Keel Keel is probably the best thing to do. 
Oh, uh, yeah, because I'm not posting on Instagram right now just because, I, you know, I need to get... Basically, after I get my taxes, after I get all this thing sorted, then I ideally will be more locked in on social media because I'll, that, that's where my focus will be. But uh, So hopefully, ideally, that'll increase the amount of posts I can do on Instagram and my motivation to do all that shit. But I'm just trying to keep... You know, keep a narrower focus and just get shit done, you know, instead of just like casting a wide net like I was trying to do, I think like a year or so ago, I had to learn like just do things one at a time and just knock it out. It might not be, you know, the the best multitasking way, but it's working for me slow, but steady wins the race. So that's that's all. That's all you guys. Um, Really, thanks for rocking with me. I still got beer left in this thing because I've been talking so much, but. I really like the way this podcast turned out. I'm kind of happy about this one. So, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it too. Doobity doo. Uh, <laughs> um, please, I haven't asked this for a while, but, you know, if you did get some value from this, please take a second, leave a comment on, you know, whatever platform you watch it. Give it five stars, four stars, whatever the fuck you want to do. Give me some comments. Give me some love, man. Um, you know, it, it, I think, it, it, you know, just let people know what you think about the podcast, what you think about the episode. Uh, it will definitely help me out, help, every, help, help the world out, right? Because I'm trying to give. <laughs> man, let me get the fuck out of here. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you guys more than likely next week. Have a great week, uh, which will be next month. All right. Love y'all. See you. Peace.